What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to Jedi Dreams, a weekly podcast brought to you by Spreaker. I'm Alan Zog, the Jedi. He is John English, the germs guy. John, how are you? I'm great, Alan. How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. <laughs> and you're making fun of my low voice, aren't you? Of course not. We're both just two sexy guys with deep voices. <laughs> oh, nobody can argue that. Nobody can argue that at all. The sexy Jedi and germs show. We're just missing our other sexy member, and some might argue the sexiest of the three of us. And that is Devin Masters, our illustrious producer and co-host and friend. Devin, we miss you, but alas, we'll have to record a show this week without you. We know why he's not here. Because we told him. We told him that the Jazz would go two and one. Yes, yes, anyway. we did. <laughs> yep, yes, we did. He's he And he in the text said that he's not scurred. Yes, he not is. Scurred. He totally is. He totally is. Oh, well, he was, he was supposed to be. Yep. Yep. He missed out. We're he wants to be yellow. That's up to him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, the Jazz went two and one and uh, it, both wins were impressive wins. One of them without Donovan, the other with Donovan. Um, yeah. And the game against the Nets might be their best offensive performance of the year. Minus Rudy. Um and they, they even played extremely well defensively in that game. Let's start with that one. What do you think? I mean, I feel like the offense flows much, much better with Donovan in the game, although we've seen some some small sample sizes where, where it did okay. But I feel like this is an example of just what it is, what it, how much it's better when Donovan's in the game. Yeah, he brought a ton of energy. Everyone is excited to have him back. Uh, he he got involved right away, and yeah, he he floats all boats. He makes everything better, and it you know if he's going to make six of seven from three, then then you're in good shape. Oh, and six assists, and they were some of the most impressive assists he's had all season. A couple of really nice darts with, that that were no look darts. Um, he really found the big men underneath. Uh, also, an unsung hero, Doak looks good. That's two games in a row where Doak has put together a wonderful job in the starting role. Would you not agree? Yeah, the thing with him is is when they start him and they allow him to play with you know, th- that level of talent, Doak's only been getting minutes in garbage time with the other guys at the end of the bench. But when they allowed him to start and he was able to be with those guys he was able to fill his role nicely he got his first career double double against brooklyn he looked good the game before that as well and so you know this two game stretch that's the best he's looked at a long time and he's i think he's played what say 43 minutes between the two nights before that he had only had 65 nba minutes his whole career so he's he's finally been given some time and you can kind of see 
what potential they saw in him in those two games. Granted, it's only two games, and granted, it's a small sample size, but at least this, like, gives hope that there is something that's there, something they can work with. <clears throat> Agreed. Um, speaking of the other win, the Jazz complete the season sweep against the Denver Nuggets. Two of those games, they were not at full full strength. In fact, the, the Jazz were missing Rudy and Donovan in both of those games, if I remember correctly, and missing other key players. So four-game sweep of the Nuggets. Yeah, I mean, the Nuggets were missing a ton of guys. They were missing, I think... They're missing four of their regular starters, and Jazz are missing five of their top plate players. So, you know, that once I heard that Jokic was going to miss two, in addition to Murray and Porter and Gordon, then it's like even though the Jazz are this depleted, I still feel like they have a good chance. They were able to they were able to take care of business. And the one loss I'm trying to remember was Minnesota. Um, Minnesota, and yeah. I mean, we can chalk that up with the Jazz being not a full full strength. That's wow. just what it is. That was that was the game. That was the game. Joe Torres ACL, and that's the other big news of the week is that Joe Ingles is now out for the year with the torn ACL. And from all indications, from what I've heard, he has every um, bit of uh, in, you know intention and determination to get himself right and come back and play. Uh, in future in you know whether it be in 2023 or 2024 yeah so and he has said he wants to play in the 2024 olympics so he's uh he's got some work to do but he sounds like he's not done with basketball yet no and he you know why should he be he's if it wasn't for this he's only 34 a lot of guys play until they're like 36 37 if they're talented enough and so you know, it's if you it uh, all the guys know that they're limited in what they're going to do. They they know they're only going to be able to do this for 10, 15 years. And so, you know, his vision for his own career, sure, he still had two or three years in mind. And just because this happens doesn't mean he's going to give up on the rest of those. I mean, it's going to be a long road. I feel really bad for him. It really sucks. It just every year the Jazz have somebody injured and. You really wish that just once we could have a fully healthy roster going into the playoffs, but right. you know he, you know he's a stud. He's he's been the heart of the team. He's he's epitomized the Jazz for the past few years, and and I feel terrible this has happened to him. And I'm really glad he's let it be known that quickly that that he will play in the NBA again someday. <clears throat> yeah, me too. And let before we. I want to um, really quickly mention, um, I lost my train of thought. I want to get back to Joe's and some implications in a second. This is not in your notes, but I think it it, it requires some conversation from us. So mm-hmm. are the Jazz back on track? I mean, two and one, are we back on track? Do we think this two-game streak is, is something to be positive about going forward? Uh, there's, there's a lot of positivity you can build from it. Um, they were against teams that were missing a lot of their key guys too. So you got to take that into account, but you know, it's a win's a win. They, they won the games in front of them and that's not something they've been doing all year, but this is a momentum building for them, you know, and 
it's the beginning of a long home stretch, and it's nice to start your home stretch two and zero. And this coming week, uh, Knicks. I think they should be able to take care of the Knicks. Warriors is going to be a big challenge, but at least Gobert will be back by then. And then you have Orlando, which they should crush. So it could be a it could be a three and zero week. I think more likely it's going to be two and one. But you know, let's let's and- build on this. And let's look, I mean, we're going to record likely next week and we'll touch on these games next week, but let's just look ahead even to the All-Star break. You've got two games leading up to the All-Star break next week. You have the Rockets at the Jazz, and then you're on the road at the Lakers that last game before um, before the All-Star break, which I believe is Wednesday. Um, Jazz realistically could end this, heading into the All-Star break, could be, you know, uh, what, five and, you know, Counting these two home wins, five and or six and one, five and two. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I they're they're getting on ta- on track right now, and you can't can't complain too much about that. So yeah, I I think they're headed in the right direction. Um. Okay. So now, the implications. Do Joe Ingles out, and suddenly your trade bait or trade packages are limited. Um, can the Jazz still make a, a trade at the at the by you know by the end of the deadline, which happens to be what uh, Thursday? Can Thursday. they do it by then, or or are we not, just not going to see anything happen? Can they? Oh yeah, they can. Um, the funny thing is, I mean, Joe's injury makes trading harder, and you know, I I think if Joe hadn't been injured, I would I would have felt like they were probably going to shop and see what they could get for his expiring contract. Um, This makes them a lot more limited in trades they can do. If they did trade Joe, it would be kind of a salary dump thing, like trade him to the Thunder for a second because the Thunder need to take on more salary to get to their minimum. Um, So it could still be possible, but I, I I think they are pursuing trades. I think they see um, the weaknesses this team has compared to previous years. Um, they're a good team, but they're not, you know, last year they are number one in the West. This year they're fourth. And a lot of that is comes from this team losing games that just doesn't feel like they should lose. And right. their problem is, even though their defense is good overall, it's above average, but you have Rudy who's awesome, so Where's the problem? The problem is their perimeter defense. It's it's turnstile defense. They're just the guards just can't stay in front of guys. And you know the thing about the uh, uh, the game this week, even though they didn't have Mitchell, they didn't have hardly anybody. But when they're playing Denver, is you saw a lot more defensive effort. Uh, You saw guys really pushing and trying and and it paid off and that energy kind of carried forward and so when you had that defensive energy from the denver game combined with donovan being back you know they're able to blow the roof off the place and the thing about the nets game is you look at the score and if if you watch the game you look at the score and you're like they only won by 23 (laughs) i mean they were they were ahead by 33 at one point and it was it's just so fun to watch a blowout sometimes it's just so fun to watch them just destroy another team Agreed. So we'll have to see what happens this week. Um, all right, let's move over to some NBA conversation. I don't think we had anything else on Jazz, did we? Uh, no, not really. 
All right, let's move over to the NBA conversation. Um, All star reserves are announced, and jazz jazz implications or jazz jazz news here. Rudy and Donovan, three time All Stars. Well deserved. Um, you can tell, especially when they missed games, how valuable they are to their team, and you know, not surprising. Um, honestly, I, I can't really say I'm surprised about any of the All Stars. Um, I guess the one surprise I would say is that uh, Jared Allen didn't make it. I think he will make it. I think he'll be the first injury replacement. Um, but of of anybody, I think he was probably the one that surprised me that didn't make the list. What about you? Oh, gosh. I'm trying to remember who all made it. There was one player in the West I thought was surprising that didn't make it. But then the West is so stacked. You know, guys are going to miss regardless. Um, and, and unfortunately you still got to go back and look at the starters and, and the big glaring one is yeah. Wiggins who prevents certain players from getting in that should be there. Well, uh, Draymond's not going to be able to play. So there will be a West injury replacement too. Um, and there's, you know, there's all kind of, I, there's a lot of guys you could put in that. I felt like the ones that were named in the West were the right ones. Yes. All of them. And, you know, I'm not I'm not sure who who in the West is going to be the next guy. You know, is Murray from the Spurs going to get it or the Spurs record too too low for them to consider? Um, Maybe a third son player could get it. That would be respect because, you know, Jazz were number one last year and they got three. Right. Um, And I think I think that's one of the one of the one of the ones worth note. I thought. I'm trying to remember, but I think, wasn't it uh, Cam Johnson, I think, is one of the guys that probably deserves to be in there right now. Is that or who it was? Cam Johnson? No. No. Who on Phoenix besides Chris Paul and Devin Booker? Oh, I'm trying to think. You could well. go with Bridges or Aiden. Okay, Bridges. Why did I say Cam Johnson? I don't know why I said Cam Johnson. Bridges or Aiden. Bridges probably. <laughs> Bridges deserved. Yeah, yeah. Anybody listening... Give it a go on the laughter. I totally spaced it on that one. Don't mind me. Um, oh. But yeah, Bridges is definitely a player who could who could be chosen and maybe could make it in there on the uh, Draymond Green injury replacement. But he oh. would deservedly be there too. Yeah, Anthony Davis is back. They could give it to him. Um, he's he's putting up twenty three and ten, even though. Yeah, but know, how many games has he missed though? <clears throat> this is a guy that you reward who misses. Big amounts of chunks of games every single year has never played a full season in the NBA. I know how talented he is. Does he deserve to be in an All Star game? Uh, I don't. I don't know about. He's only played four fewer games than LeBron. Let's say that. Uh, all um, right. But it's let's see how many games have the Lakers played. So they have played fifty four games, and right. Davis has played in thirty three of them. So that's. Gosh. You know, you'd kind of want someone to play more than that. especially. And do you really want to give a second all-star spot on a team that's sub-500? Right. And I'm not going to even touch the LeBron James and injury thing because the guy's a perennial all-star and should be there no matter what because it's just LeBron James. You can't yeah. believe, you know, I, I know people want to argue, well, that's not a right argument. No, it is, folks. This guy's been in the league, what, 18 years now? Um, 17, 18 years? He's... He's perennial all star. He is one of the one of the all time greats. He deserves to be in there every single year. 
Yeah, and his, his numbers bear it out, really. Yeah, still, they do. He's still putting up amazing numbers, so no All problem right. with that. So on to the NBA trade. Um, the big one that's happened so far is the Clippers, a three-team deal? No, it was, it was a straight team. Or was it just two teams? It, Still, just two teams. Clippers and Blazers. Clippers, okay. they're eighth seed right now, but they want to strengthen themselves for a playoff run because Kawhi and or Paul George should be there by the time the playoffs start. So they traded away Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a second-round pick to the Blazers for Norman Powell and Robert Covington. Um, this works out to get the Blazers out from under the tax. You don't really want to be paying the tax if you're the 10th seed. Um, this gets them off the Powell contract. They just signed Powell to a huge contract, and they're not really seeing much results right now. So why not go ahead and get off some contract, reduce your salaries a bit, and then kind of regroup for the offseason. I feel like Portland's mailing it in. They... Uh, and I think they're motivated also by their first-round pick is lottery protected. So if they made the playoffs, they'd lose it. And you might as well try to make your draft pick better. Uh, this is a lost season. And this also feels like a case where, you know, Blazers, they might not be done. They might, you know, the Blazers could be looking around and seeing what they can get for C.J. McCollum and just – you know, really try to reset some things here because this this just isn't working. Does this make the Clippers better in in your mind? Because I don't know that this does a lot for the Clippers. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Win- Winslow's kind of been a disappointment. Eric Bledsoe, team seemed to do better once he's traded away from them. Keon Johnson, he's kind of a throw-in. But Norman Powell and Robert Covington, you're you're getting two starters from the Blazers to put on your own team, and then when you have Kawhi and Paul George, it it just, you know, all that all that switching they were able to do last year, this allows them to keep doing that at a high level this year too. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it makes them better. Okay. All right. Um, we'll see. Possibly, likely, a lot more trades this week as the deadline approaches. Um, we'll have to see what happens. Um. Standings? You want to run down the standings real quick? Yeah. Um, the West seems pretty set in the order of things. Uh, Suns are first, Warriors second, Grizzlies third, Jazz fourth. There's a decent amount of space in between all of them. Jazz also have a two-game lead over Dallas for fifth. Um, Nuggets are sixth. And then your playing teams are Minnesota, Clippers, Lakers, and Blazers. And Blazers are just barely hanging on to that even. The Pelicans uh, won their last two games while Blazers lost their last five. And so the Pelicans are poised right there to jump in 10th. The Blazers keep falling the way they're falling. Um, But your bottom five are Pelicans, Spurs, Kings, Thunder, and Rockets. Kings is another one to watch at the trade deadline. They are just, they're plummeting in the standings. And it just doesn't seem to be any motivation for the team and it's they just desperately need to shake that thing up they haven't had too many big trades lately and nothing they seem to be doing is working so they they really need to move some guys and i would i would think fox or and or healed and or barnes maybe even all three but at least one of those guys i expect to be moved by thursday um and then in the east we got East is a little more close together. In fact, there's only two games separating the top five teams. 
your standings right now are Bulls are still number one, Heat two, Bucks three, Cavs four, Sixers five, Nets are sixth, and they are on a seven-game losing streak. And they're only a half game out of the play-in tournament. So your play-in tournament teams are Raptors, Celtics, Hornets, and Hawks. And then your lottery teams are Wizards, Knicks, Pacers, Pistons, Magic. Okay. All right. Nothing. I mean, the East is the East. I don't know that I can feel like talking much about them anyway. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're, they're close together. You know, Jazz are ten and a half games out of first in the West. And... Let's see. If they were in the East, they would be. They would also be the fourth seed. But um, you only the Knicks, the twelfth seed Knicks, are only nine and a half games out of first. So Jazz are ten and a half games out of first in the West, and they're the fourth seed. Knicks are nine and a half games out of first, and they're the twelfth seed. That's how that's how close the East is. Mind blowing. <laughs> uh, no, not mind blowing. It really isn't. But so yeah. Um. Anything else you want to add in the NBA? No, I think that's good. All right. Normally we would do Devin's quick hits. I don't know that we have anything additional to touch on. The NFL is in its off week before the Super Bowl. Actually, not off week. I mean the Pro Bowl, but does anybody really watch the Pro Bowl? I'm sorry. I just had to take that dig. Um, and other news, I don't think. Is there anything else uh, news-wise, sports world, that I'm missing out on? I'm trying to think. I, I guess – we could say there's more developments in the in the Brian Flores lawsuit um, because Hugh Jackson said that he is considering joining as well. Um, this this could really go some places. I mean, you have Brian Flores saying that the owner was paying him to throw games. Hugh Jackson, um, you know, he went one and thirty one with the Browns, and it sounded like there could be some similar stuff going on over there. This could have wide, wide implications for the NFL, and it could eventually lead to an owner being forced to sell his team. Um, you know, when the Rooney Rule was put in place, it was designed to encourage to get some more black coaches hiring, and it didn't result in that at all. And, you know, I'm I'm really fascinated to see where this thing goes over the next few weeks and months, because this could, this could, like, really change the NFL. Yeah, we've all we but but over the years we've had some issues in the NFL or seen some issues in the NFL with with cheating with things like that and I think there's more going on or has been more going on than I think will ever be let you know ever be known. Yeah. So I mean, it's gonna there's the NFL's under fire already. You had the the who was it? You had the uh, Patriots, and then you had the New Orleans Saints, and like I said, there's more going on, I think, around other teams. It's just not caught, or it's just not gone public. So this is the start of, I think, uh, many other items to come forward and things to come. Yeah, that we've had all those issues, but like, there's a difference between cheating to win and cheating to lose. Yeah, that's and, true, but it's still <laughs> cheating. Come on, John, it's still it is, cheating. It is, it is, and, they, and they, they, they caught him, and they paid penalties and all that, but cheating to lose... Uh, leading to a possible losing your team, that's gigantic. I think, it, you know, NFL has had its issues over the years, but I, I feel like this one will be, you'll, you'll see some serious ramifications from this. If if Flores is able to prove it, if he's able to produce the receipts, if he's able to have stuff in writing to show it. So. Right. Well, 
here we go. Remains to be seen. We'll see how the NFL landscape changes in, as far as that goes. Um, I don't think of anything else in Devin's quick hits. This is Devin. We, we miss you because you can come up with some really good stuff here. But uh, let's move on to pop culture. Um, you have one item on the notes, and I'm going to tell you right now, you're not allowed to talk about it. Okay. It's Cobra Kai. And reason why is you know exactly <laughs> you know exactly how Devin would take that if you choose to talk about it while he's not here. He's been waiting and waiting and waiting. So okay. it's not going to happen. Right. Um, but let's start with your movie. Yes. Uh, the Tragedy of Macbeth. It went to theaters in December, and it's on Apple TV for those who have it. And I watched it, and, you know, I love Denzel Washington. I love Joel Cohen. I love Shakespeare. Uh, those three things all together... Um, is right up my alley. Um, I will say, I, while I liked it, I was a little bit let down by it. Um, you know, it. I love watching Denzel perform Shakespeare. Um, you know, Much Ado About Nothing. I had a lot of fun with that movie way back when. I can't believe that movie was almost 30 years ago at this point. But, you know, here, here we get to see him play Macbeth. And it's filmed in this really uh, distant style. It's black and white. And it's his castle has got these really sharp edges and high ceilings and distant halls. And it, it felt like the architecture you see in Renaissance paintings. Um, I was even looking up old paintings to try to figure out what the architecture remind me of. And I was able to find that in a lot of, you know, 400, 500 year old paintings. Um, but doing it in that style really keeps keeps the material cold and distant. And while I was able, I, I was able to enjoy it, um, there, there was always this, this coldness to it that never really helped the movie come alive. Um, so it's, it's, it's good, but it's not great. It's, it's, it's a decent adaptation and Denzel's probably going to get nominated for best actor for it. And rightfully so, cause he is really good. Um, but you know, it, I don't. Let's. I don't think it's going to convert new people to Shakespeare. I feel like if you don't already enjoy Shakespeare, I don't think this will convert anybody. So it's it's pretty good, but it's not. You know, I don't. I don't think it's best picture material or anything. And there's there's other Shakespeare adaptations out there that I've enjoyed more. Okay. All right. What else did you see? Well, there's a new show on Netflix called Murderville, and I watched five of the six episodes, just burned right through them, um, and it's pretty good. It's it's a it's a comedy where uh, Will Arnett plays a homicide detective, and each episode he gets a new partner. He gets a new celebrity partner, and so you go through a murder procedural, but the celebrity partner um, isn't given a script, so they just got to improv, and so they go through the case with him, and they go through the clues, and then they have to figure out who the murderer is. And it's it's pretty funny, depending on the guest star. And so it's one episode, it's Conan O'Brien. And one episode, it's Camille Nanjiani. And one episode, it's Sharon Stone. Surprisingly to me, the funniest episode was the one with Marshawn Lynch. He was he was hilarious. And he was just as good as improv as any of these other actors or comedians. And I, I think it's worth hunting down. You know, each episode's only half an hour. So, you know, you don't really have to commit that much time to it. But and... So yeah, the the strength of the improv kind of depends how good the episode is. 
Um, but over, overall, I thought it was I thought it was fun. I think other people can have fun watching it. And you know, there's enough clues that the viewers at home can try to figure out if they would get it correct too, if they were able to pick up on all the clues. So I think I, I thought it was I, fun. I think I saw the um, what was it? I think I saw the the previews on this, and it's something that did intrigue me. Uh, I'm now I'm going to have to check it out based on what you're saying. So. Um, yeah, so you're, yeah, I'm gonna have to check this one out. Yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at it while we're talking, so I'm, I'm not, not paying attention. I'm just trying to keep up with the rest of this. Um, anything else you want to talk? Oh, I know what you want to talk about. We can talk about it together because then I have something to add afterwards on something else. So Book of Boba Fett, you watched the latest? Yes. Um, you, you were concerned about the earlier going of the season. How do you feel about this latest episode, which, by the way, um, I think is the best by far? Yeah, yeah. This most recent episode was great. And um, one thing that has really kind of saved the series for me is tying it back into the Mandalorian cinematic universe. And... So bringing back some familiar faces and introducing new ones, I feel like now now I get where the series is going. It's like I I was really worried after the fourth episode what exactly we're doing here, and now I see exactly what we're doing here. And I'm really excited, and, you know, the season finale is going to come out this week, and it, it completely turned it around for me. Um so you know now now I'm excited and I'm I'm it makes me excited for Mandalorian season four. How many seasons yeah, will we have? So. Yeah, and it's four. And now if there's a Book of Boba Fett season two, that's great. And it's and you know Ahsoka, it's it has got me excited for her series. There there's all kinds of implications here now, and I think that's great. Um, so, I do got it. Go ahead. I, I was going to say the CGI of that one character that I don't want to give away still kind of rough. I don't know what else they could do about that. But other than that, it was the best episode See, of the season. And, and I disagree on that one. And and folks, these are mild spoilers. And it's not a total spoiler. But you can put two and two together if you've watched uh, other, other things that, that might give this away. But I felt like the CGI was the best we've seen of a character like that ever. Um, it, was it rough at spots? Sure. But I felt like what we got was as close to, and, and I'm going to put it this way. You have flawed CGI characters. You never really had a perfect, but if you could have a perfect, this might be the most, uh, th- this one might be the most closest to perfectly flawed there could be. And for me, you have to have perfectly flawed. You don't want a perfect CGI because suddenly it's it's obvious that it's CGI and it's just it's just perfect in every way. So this one was perfectly flawed. I thought they did a masterful job on him. Um, better than better than the other moments. Mm. Um, I am trying not to give it away because I really would give it away with my next statement. So I won't. Yeah. But um, also the the introduction of another Clone Wars character, I thought was he is so good. Um, they got the same guy to, to voice him as he's done in all of the Clone Wars series. And he comes in and voices and plays him in here. And wow, did they do a good job. Yeah, that was that was really cool the way they did that. And I was, you know, I didn't really watch much of the Clone Wars, but I knew who he was. And 
that was that has me super excited <laughs> i'm just gonna put it this way and i'm gonna say it this way he was a badass in the clone wars he was a badass in this show so um overall though it was a really good show it was directed by dave filoni so is it any surprise that it was really good because he was able to bring all of his clone wars into it and really make it work did a phenomenal job on it yep so um all right i only have one item to add this week and that is um i saw something that i didn't talk about last week i forgot about it till i was just looking at things have you seen the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window i have not watched that yet okay starring Kristen bell and tom riley i'm not familiar enough with tom riley but Kristen bell I mean, this show was really around her, but the story is about a woman who is heartbroken from a loss of her daughter um, who spends every night with a bottle, a bottle of wine or two um, drinks and stares out the window. Um, her estranged, she has an estranged husband who you don't see until way later in the series, but you can tell that the whole situation is, is been a playoff of the loss of her daughter. So she sits in this front room. She witnesses something from across the way. Of course, the title of the of the show, and it, thus it it sends it on this reeling thing of where she's trying to prove that she saw what she saw. Um, the plot at the end of the the series is just I just don't even know, John. I don't even know. So you need to see this because we really need to talk about it. Because number one, I never saw it going the way that it did, but oh. you really need to see it. So okay. Um, I'd really love to hear your thoughts on it. I, I just, I can't remember how many episodes I can tell you right now. It's eight, eight episodes. They are all approximately 30 minutes long. Oh, okay. So if you get a chance, touch, you know, get, get a chance, watch it. I don't think Devin's watched it. And if he has, I'd love to hear his thoughts on it too, but it's a murder mystery, if you will, and a, a suspense thriller. So worth checking out. Well, I see uh, if it's from Michael Lemon, who did uh, Heather's back in the day. And he's he's directed a lot of different TV, like Californication and True Blood and The Terror. And how how is it as far as a, a satire of Hitchcock type thrillers, or is it straightforward? Uh, somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. I, I wouldn't call it straightforward necessarily. So I I think it it's much more Hitchcockish than anything, but. I I don't know, and then the 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 guy who created it um, is known for for a few things. He was a writer with Robot Chicken, um, specifically Robot Chicken Star Wars, but a lot of Robot Chicken. He was an actor um, in a few shows that I'm not familiar with, and has let's see what else has he done. He's written quite a few shows. Uh, again, uh, some Adult Swim stuff. So he's not really well known. As far as a writer, as far as a writer, but he created this show, and I thought did a. Really oh, good job. I see. I was, yeah, I'm trying to. Get I was his looking name. at yeah, Michael Lemon directed all the episodes, but it looks like he's not the producer. Yeah, Hugh Davidson is the creator. Yeah, and oh, and Larry Dorf. Uh, Dorf, I know the name. I'm trying to think where I know Dorf from. Um, oh, yeah. Evan Almighty, he was involved with. It looks like he was uh, an actor in Evan Almighty. Um, 
but he's done a he's done a few things himself. I I can't I it would take me forever to go down the list and see what I know him from. But he was he was another writer or creator in this one too. So and yeah, Dorf looks so familiar. So I've seen him in quite a few things. I just can't think off the top of my head. So um anyway, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So if you get a chance to watch it, let's touch on it when you do. Um okay. That's all I have for this week. I can't think of anything else to add. Um, anything else you want to add for the show this week? It's a short one, and part of that is we just don't have Devin. That's okay. That's okay. Yep. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us for this week's episode of Jedi and Germs. Devin, again, we miss you. We'll catch you again next week. Folks, please leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, we thank you again for being along with us each week. Talk to you real soon, John. Take this out. I do want to say please leave us five-star reviews and bye, everybody! Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.